What's up, everybody? Sunday, September 18th. It's around 1 p.m. We're here to talk about the Wofford win. Lots of people woke up the other day, brushed their teeth, hopefully, uh, ate some breakfast, drank some coffee, maybe some tea, and they meandered over either to Lane Stadium or in front of a television or maybe on the radio broadcast to listen to definitely the earliest Virginia Tech game that I can remember uh, in Virginia Tech handled the Wofford Terriers. But first, before we dive into that, we're going to jump into a hokey haiku, which is brought to you by our premium sponsor, Main Street Pharmacy. Main Street Pharmacy is your go-to shop for all your pharmaceutical needs, your game day pins, which will be available again for the West Virginia game, and exclusive Sons of Saturday merchandise. You are more than a number. You are a neighbor at Main Street Pharmacy. Patrick, hook us up with a haiku. All right, we're going to go straight off the dome here. Tremendous challenge. (laughs) Shutting out the Terriers. Beat West Virginia. Wow. We have the Virginia. We have Nya as one syllable in that one. Well done, Patrick. Well done, Patrick. That's hard to do off the dome. Impromptu haiku. That rhymes. Very good. Um, Let's jump right into where did we watch? Um, Yesterday, I have been enjoying some time in Richmond, and I headed down to Gus's on Broad and watched the game with my buddy Fitzy, Emma Miller, Mel, Big Mel, who was excited about the Georgia win. Georgia beat the beat the hell out of South Carolina. Uh, Scott and Rebecca had a lot of fun, ate some wings, ate a burger, a couple pitchers of beer, and had a really good time. Um, so that was uh, that was my game day situation. Pat, what about you? Speaking of which. Happy birthday, Mrs. Finn. Today is Mrs. Finn's birthday. I know you guys are having a big weekend in Charlotte, so tell us about your day yesterday. Yeah, uh, so it was a huge day. Happy birthday, Mom. We <laughs> hung out at my house, watched the game. Jay Lit, Josh Little brought over some chicken minis, and that was incredible, and uh, enjoyed those. Uh, had some fun. Josh uh, Josh, and Joey Lane came over. Former Hokie golfer Jay Lane. And we went over to uh, Selwyn Pub. In Charlotte, if you know, you know, enjoyed some pizzas over there, watched some ball, and had a good time. So a, a great Saturday well spent in Charlotte. How about you, Mr. Wimbish? Speak to us. celebration. We have another, uh, another birthday celebration. Whose birthday is it today in the Wimbish household? That's right. We're talking about birthdays today, man. It's uh, it's Randy Wimbish's birthday. Papa Randy's playing some uh, birthday golf with the little brother right now. The old which, man. The old man. That's right. So he's out playing some <laughs> golf. Uh Wish I could be there for that. I'm terrible at golf. But I uh, I watched the game yesterday at L.A. Draft as opposed to Joshua Daly's. Not enough Hokies were down to get up at 8 a.m. on the West Coast to watch it. So Joshua Daly's did not open for us. So I had to watch that game with a bunch of Bo Russia Dortmund fans who were watching their uh, their soccer game at 8 a.m., which was interesting. It was fun. We had a good time. A couple <laughs> pictures of beer as well. Uh, but then went home and went straight to bed. <laughs> so, But it was a good uh, – Good day out. So we're going to move right into first things first. First things first is brought to you by, I mean, talk about talk about a segment that's named appropriately. It's brought to you by First in Maine. First in Maine is our partner where we're doing events. You have seen us over at McLean's the two weeks ago now. Uh, if you're looking to eat, head on down to Bull and Bones. Head on down to Gucci Elrods. That's what all the cool kids call it. If you're looking to shop, they got a Talbot's. They got an alumni hall. They have some other really nice business Business suit in stores. If you're looking to go into a business meeting, you need a tie. You need a bow tie for your UVA cousin. Head on down there and you can pick that up. And if you're looking to play, go on down to McLean's where you can go bowling. You can go watch a movie. You can go to the arcade or maybe even you can see the Sons of Saturday. Um, So shout out our friends at all of those places. But first in Maine, it is where you can eat, play, and shop. Great spot. So let's talk about it. First things first, Pat. Give us a recap. The recap of Saturday. Virginia Tech beat Wofford 27-7 on a good day from Grant Wells. Uh, had 238 passing yards in the first half. And the Virginia Tech defense also had another good day out there. Um, early on, Virginia Tech was struggling to score touchdowns. Uh, we had a couple of early field goals by our guy, Will Ross. And we also allowed Wofford to score their first points of the year uh, late in the game. On the bright side, Virginia Tech's offense was able to rotate in some new wide receivers. 
And at the end of the day here, West Virginia, we play them in four days, and all we needed on Saturday was a win, and that's what we did. Stay healthy, move on to West Virginia, get ready, and go. And we did just that. The crowd looked really, really good for an 11 a.m. kick. Say that again and say it loud because I'm so fired up about that crowd. (laughs) The crowd looked really good for an 11 a.m. kick. I mean, uh, the white effect, military appreciation. I got to say, the white effect actually looked pretty good. I'm not one to... I'm not one to hype up the white effects. You know, I like my maroon and orange, but uh, it did look good. The student section was packed uh, early on for game day. I saw 62,000 attendees. So that shows a lot for an 11 a.m. kick for an opponent like Wofford that this fan base is really fired up uh, for Coach Pry and uh, what he has in store for the program moving forward. And Brent Pry, 2-0 at home. Great way to start off uh, the, the tenure here at Virginia Tech. A couple the white effect, the pry effect. Did he bring some some Penn State magic and and kind of give us that extra fifteen to twenty percent bump in the white effect? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because if you look, you look at Penn State's uniforms and what they wear. They wear the white lid. They wear the solid color uh, tops, and then they wear the white pants. And Virginia Tech has done that in both home games so far. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what we wear on Thursday against West Virginia. And in the uh, uh, the upcoming home games here, kind of some things off the top here. Our defense is good. They are they are definitely the best part of our team. You know that's no secret. That's no surprise after watching them for three weeks. Um, they have not faced really any sort of test though. You know, Old Dominion probably had one of the worst quarterbacks we're going to see all year. Boston College's offensive line was a disaster, and then you know Wofford is Wofford, but. You know, after three weeks or after four weeks, if you want to count week zero, Virginia Tech is ranked fifth in the country for total defense, third in the country for rush defense, 15th for passing yards allowed, and 18th for team passing efficiency defense. And lastly, we are tied for 16th for scoring defense, allowing 12.3 points per game. So the defense is is playing well, and uh, they've been a lot of fun to watch so far. Cole Nelson, Looked great out there again yesterday. He had a sack. CJ McCray looks really effective. He had a solo sack for a loss of 10 yards and a forced fumble and a quarterback hurry. Breon Murray came off the edge for a sack. Um, Jamari Connor had another good day, led the team in tackles with six. Uh, four of them were on his own. And Dax Hollifield looked great again, just stuffing dudes, whether it was in the middle or even around the edge. So, Overall, you know, you're, you're not going to learn that that much about this team, specifically on the defensive side of the ball from a game against Wofford. But um, I enjoyed watching them again because they played a great game. I think one thing that I'm really loving right now on this defense is while like the bell cows, the guys who've been around for a really, really long time are still making an impact. The new guys are too. CJ McCray is a guy I'm really, really liking right now. I think his motor, he's so fast. He's got a great motor coming off the edge. He kind of emulates, in my memory, Corey Moore, which is pleasantly ironic because they wear the same number. Um, I'm thinking back probably, probably the last 15 years or so. I don't know if I've seen a Virginia Tech edge rusher who has as much speed. Maybe it's Jason Worlds, if Hokies remember him. He was a hell of a football player. Uh, and then we see another new face at the top of the defensive leaderboards, Jalen Stroman a last name that Hokies are very, very familiar with. He looks big. He looks big. He's he's been in the weight room. He's been putting it up. Um, He's up there with three solo tackles, six total tackles, right in between Chamari Connor and Dax Hollifield, who are still, like last week, topping the total tackle count. Uh, And then another thing that I'm I'm really loving, and I don't know what, what the rhythm or the rhyme here is, what the strategy is, but there is a very solid defensive rotation still. Uh, and I, I think it's kind of an everybody eats, everybody gets reps type of situation that will help us tremendously as we get into ACC play, as we face tougher out-of-conference opponents, which exhibit A this week, the West Virginia Mountaineers. So uh, defense is looking good, boys. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Got to say, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, still have a lot of questions. Uh, we can talk about the passing game first. Grant Wells had a good day, I would say. Um, you know, ha- had some nice throws, whether it was to Nick Gallo or Jaden Blue or Christian Moss. Um, a lot of guys contributing. I still think there's some 
something to be desired. Um, and we haven't seen the best of Grant Wells yet. Um, still has some questionable decision-making. Uh, but he threw for over 300 yards yesterday. And Virginia Tech quarterbacks don't really throw for more than 300 yards ever. Um, so we established the passing game, um, you know, more so than the running game yesterday. It, I felt like, Billy, you, you let me know what you think of this. And I know you have a point to make, but was it like kind of watching like a Kenny Pickett game yesterday? Like a lot of shorter passes. Um, I know he was going across the middle a few times, but I feel like we didn't see enough of that. No, I think uh, I, I hate to zag you here. So on your first, on your first point, um, did a great job taking care of the ball. The first drive, he had a, really, really egregious throw that would have been intercepted against basically any other power five team. I think he threw it into double coverage on a, on a comeback route. Um, but other than that, he had it pretty clean. The one thing that stood out to me is that we did push the ball down the field. Now, a lot of these were catch and run situations, but he averaged nine, nine yards per attempt on 38 passes. Uh, and we saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 different players catch the ball uh, yesterday in the win over Wofford. So I think Grant Wells is in a situation where he's got a couple of things to work on and they're tangible. Like nothing about Grant Wells's game is holding him back because of physical ability or anything along those lines. The things that I think that are holding the offense back in the passing game are we don't really know who our best wide receivers are. We know Caleb Smith is one of them, but he's been hurt for a while. We finally got to see some Jaden Blue. We see Kakavitis getting a lot of reps. We see Blumrick. He's moved around from tight end and wide receiver. I think when we progress through the year, as Grant Wells is able to know, okay, here are the four or five receivers I'm going to see for most of the season, you're going to see more of that chemistry and more of that trust. And we've already cut out a lot of the overthrows or the where the heck was that ball going. Um, so I think that is a huge, huge part of his progression. Um, and he'll continue to get better in that regard. So uh, I like Grant Wells. I'm behind Grant Wells. A couple other things that he brought to the game just while we're on the subject. He ran the ball very effectively. If you look at the box score, you won't be able to tell because of the stupid sack rule thing that they have uh, in college. Uh, I didn't love when he lowered his shoulder on the goal line and got hit in the back of the head. I was kind of holding my breath there, but he popped right back up. Uh, but I like his game a lot. I think uh, it just takes a little bit of time to get used to. It takes a little bit of time to continue to get better. Um, and that's where I stand on that. So that that's what I thought of his performance. And then to top that all off, no offensive turnovers yesterday in the air or on the ground. And it kind of seems as though shadows of the old Dominion game was enough or were enough to collectively ensure the significance of ball security for this football team. And I hope that that – carries out throughout the rest of the season. I think Grant, it, the way that he is playing right now, he is very cognizant. He is very aware of, uh, of where his receivers are. Uh, he, he hasn't done anything overly reckless, Bill. I think the only thing reckless he's done is on the ground. Like, like you said, you, you lower that head, dude. I mean, dangerous. That dangerous. first, I will say that first drive, that pass was reckless. It was a, it would come back route between two corners, but no, his decision-making has improved drastically through, uh, through the three games from first game to the third game. Absolutely. So, um, all, all good on that front. I just, you know, now it's okay. You've done it against Wofford. You've done it against Boston College. Let's not have any turnovers against West Virginia mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. I'll say this. You know, it's it's uh, one of the big things for Tech has always been we play down to our competition. We play down to our competition. Um, I just want to rehash the fact that, like, yes, like we've done it against uh, now Wofford and Boston College, but we've played well against both teams. Like I know people wanted us to win by 50 or 60 points against Wofford. Um, A lot of people expected us to lose to Boston college. And we identified things that had to go better with turning the ball over penalties, fixing our punt uh, formation stuff where we fair catch balls or we return some and not give up 20 yards of field position. We've been able to identify the problem and fix them moving forward. Now there are some things that still need to be fixed, but I think that's worth noting and worth applauding um, for this team and for this uh, staff. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of potential with Grant um, because he's improved game over game. Like this was his best football game so far. Um, I think I guess my hesitations are the red zone offense uh, early on in the game. You know, when it's we're playing against Wofford's defense and we have to settle for a field goal, and you know we had a few three and outs to start the third quarter and only scored seven points in the second half. 
that being said, this was not a, again, you know, this was not a game where we were going to learn a lot about our offense. Um, we we're going to see some new faces, but again, you know, um, I think ultimately what we saw out of our offense is what we kind of expected. And I think Grant's only going to improve week over week. Got a big week against West Virginia. Grant is from West Virginia. Uh, so I'm sure this is a massive game for him. I'm sure. He has a lot of family coming in uh, for the West Virginia game on Thursday. So fired up about that and looking forward to see what he can do. Now we're talking about this Caleb Smith, Hope he's okay because he went out right before halftime and uh, went in for x-rays. Coach Price said, we're not sure what it is. He seems to be okay. They did x-rays. Everything got checked out, but they're going to do a little further dive on him. But talking to him at the end of the game there, he seemed pretty good. That was uh, a quote from Coach Pry. Hopefully Caleb is okay. We definitely need him. He is our biggest pass catcher um, in the wide receiver room. But we did have an opportunity to see some other guys look really good yesterday. Jaden Blue, who looked fantastic, making that sideline toe-touch catch. And then that clutch uh, third and 18 catch where he he went up and climbed the ladder and got that first down and kept the drive going. He finished with four catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. Jaden Blue kind of just – he's electric. Like he is a – he's an extremely athletic football player – and uh, I was excited to see that. Christian Moss, another guy who contributed, number 85. He's proving to be a contributor in the wide receiver room. A young guy here, five catches, 50 yards. Uh, he had a great day as well. He did have a great day. He did show some glimmers of his, uh, I, I guess, I don't want to say greenness, but uh, lack of mm-hmm. playing time. There was that one very catchable ball, and I say that like, you know, I'm going to be out there doing it. But there there was that catchable ball, and it was a beautiful pass from Grant Wells. I think it was in the third quarter. Uh, it was right over the middle, and I, I think of um, years ago. I think it was 2005, Justin Harper. Uh, Pat, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember this one or not, but he goes up against the, the Georgia Tech defensive back. Literally, he's in midair. They're fighting for it there comes down and they're all the way to the ground. He like yanks the ball out. That's, that's gotta be the energy. And I think as these guys are in the weight room, they're getting stronger. You'll, you're going to see that more and more. They're going to be coming down with those catchable balls a, but then, you know, they're going to be wrestling them out of the arms of their, of their defensive backs uh, of their opponent. Um, That's gotta be the energy, but Christian Moss did have a great day. Kind of wish he wore number 84 selfishly. Uh, you know, Moss 84, that'd be really cool. Uh, but also one other thing we we've talked about Grant Wells a lot already. The timeline yesterday, people were razor blade and lemon juice on Grant Wells dog. The numbers don't lie. He was 26 for 35 threw for 314 yards, averaged nine yards a pass and had two touchdowns. When has that ever been a bad day? Especially when you win. People were like, oh, Grant Wells, he ain't the dude. Put in Jason Brown. He sucks or whatever. I, I mean, sure, I guess I'll give you the – I'll give you the – I wanted at least 30. I would have loved to have scored at least 30 points. There were other factors that, that – There are 10 other that. people on offense. There's like- 10 other people on offense. But it's like Twitter was at that man's neck yesterday. And for what? Didn't make any sense. Yeah, that's – so people do. I'm not. I'm not going to go on a tangent about it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought. I, no, I, I, I. To wrap up the Grant Wells conversation, I think he has the talent to do it. He's gotten better each week. Until we, you know, we put out a PSA saying this must improve from Grant Wells, and he's fixed it. So you know, I just look forward to him to continuing to get better. And this comes after years and years and years. Uh, I guess I am going to ramble. This comes after years and years and years of Tech fans wanting to give a quarterback longer than six games or a year of time to learn a system. So it's happening. He's getting more time and he's going to get better with time. He has shown that he gets better with time. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pro Grant Wells. I'm excited to see him continue to grow. Jalen Jones got on the board with a catch yesterday. Day one Lofton, two catches for 14 yards. Can we get Daylon day one Lofton more involved against West Virginia? Steven Gosnell, three catches for 43 yards. Uh, Connor Blumrick, one for 16. William Kakavitsas, one for eight. Holston had three catches for 15. Let's talk about Holston. Let's talk about the running backs here. So I think yesterday, 
And yeah, this is kind of like the, the Keyshawn King conversation. I know Grayson has a few points to make there, but um, based on what we've seen so far, I feel like Keyshawn King and a healthy Malachi Thomas over Jalen Holston should probably be the move going forward. Um, I think we understand some of the reasons why Holston got most of the carries this week. You have Thomas who's injured. You have Keyshawn who might be conserving for West Virginia. Yeah. Bryce Duke is going to be a star and Chance Black definitely has some serious opportunity uh, in front of him as well. Holston had 16 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. Chance Black, 15 carries for 45 yards. And then Bryce Duke had that nice 27-yard touchdown catch, little wheel route, six carries for 25 yards. Um, but I know that we – I'm interested to see who lines up uh, for the first series against West Virginia on Thursday. Yeah, no, and, and I guess a, a question that I, that wasn't really answered, may, maybe there is an answer to it, and I just didn't see it. Was there a clear-cut reason as to why Keyshawn King didn't really play yesterday outside of him? I know he he got a little dinged up against Boston College. I'm not sure to what extent how bad that was. Um, but if he's healthy, even yesterday, even if he is conserving or, or whatever the strategy is there, he should be the guy, like number one, always being the number one running back, running out onto the football field. He's definitely the most explosive. I think he has the best vision out of all the current running backs in the locker room. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, If he was healthy yesterday, I would have loved to have seen him out there, especially after that run he had against Boston College. Good Lord. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it definitely had to do with being with playing it safe. I think because I was going into the game and that you know they're showing they're showing him on camera. I'm like, this could be a stat game for Keyshawn King. Like, this right, could be a hundred yard performance for Keyshawn which, King, which Dave Nouse needs. Yeah, which Dave, which our buddy Dave needs. Um, but no, I I I think um, if I'm not mistaken, Coach Price said after the game, he said, look, I wasn't going to put him out there. He didn't get close to 100. Uh, percent And I'm with that. I don't want to put him in a position to. Um, to have any type of issues, uh, we know we didn't need him for the Wofford game. You got Jalen Holston some extra touches. You got Chance Black some extra touches. So I'd much rather prefer to err on the side of uh, on the side of caution there because everybody would be yelling at Pry, yelling at Pry and company if he ended up getting hurt or not being able to go for West Virginia. So as long as he's 100 percent or close to 100 percent for West Virginia, I'm fully behind that. But yes, I think he's the guy. Um, I think that's obvious through through two games and the third from seeing everything else. Um, see where uh, I guess you have that point about uh, the offensive line. Yeah, so I'll say this again: the offensive line play—it's just not been tremendous. I, I I think we, you know, I said that it was a concern going into the year, but I actually, as the year goes on, um, I think it's going to be the biggest, the biggest area that we need to improve in going into this off season. I, I don't necessarily think that I actually don't think at all that this is a coaching problem. Um, I think it's just a room who we've seen a lot, a lot of guys get drafted, go to the next level, leave a little bit early. Um, and we have a lot of fellas in there that don't have a ton of experience. Um, Kaden Moore has some good experience. Silas Zanzi has some experience and, um, Johnny Jordan as well uh, in a bunch of different positions, but we're still trying to figure out those other two spots. If somebody gets hurt, that would be a disaster. Um, so offensive line recruiting is going to be very, very, very important for the success of Virginia Tech moving forward. Um, so just something to keep an eye on. And I think that makes it much more obvious. I think we have good backs, but I think it's, I, I think that they do a great job complementing the issues that we have on the offensive line when we have somebody explosive in there if you watch Keyson king he does have game breaking speed but a lot of this has to come down to vision and with with jalen holston i think he's the type of guy who's a bigger dude who can stick his face in the hole and get through there but the problem is we're having to make somebody miss in the backfield before we even get to the line of scrimmage and that is what Keyshawn king malachi thomas are both good at um so you know just keep an eye on that the offensive line play is something that we absolutely have to get better and um, hoping to recruit some big dudes to that position group moving forward. On that matter, Bill, one thing I think that really frustrated me personally is 
on top of a not great showing from the offensive line yesterday, we really hadn't completely put the game away yet until late in the fourth quarter. And we're out there with most of our starters on the offensive line. And you see Silas Zanzi get dinged up right before a short week. And like, it's things like that, that shouldn't and cannot happen. Um, You know, he's our, the bell cow of the offensive line, the most experienced one out there, our best offensive lineman, I think by far. And that's not a knock on anyone else. He just is. Um, And I also think, you know, you think of the missed blocks earlier in the game that kind of shut down what could have been scoring drives. I think of it in, in the first half, there was one instance, I think it was Parker Clemens, and not to single him out, but missed a block where Grant Wells was rolling out, had a receiver open, could have been six, but you see Grant Wells get absolutely popped in the back and eats the sack. And it's like, it makes you wonder, okay, if we score there, are all of these guys playing later in the fourth quarter? So... I'd have to see the play because I'm not sure if that is a if that's an unblocked hat because I, I know one that you're talking about where basically when he was running the rollout, the offensive line is supposed to pretend that they're running outside zone where you would have that that last guy in a lot of sure unblocked. But no, to your point, um, yeah, it's just a group that hasn't played together a lot. It's a group that has just kind of struggled to to. I think the group really needs some confidence. Like if we're able to get like a, a 150 yard on the ground game or something like that, something that you can hang your hat on and say, Hey, like, like this is a good thing to build off of. That's what this group is looking for. I was hoping for us to get it against Wofford. Didn't happen. Um, but again, yeah, a group that needs to improve. Um, that was a lot of offense. Uh, Pat, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move over to, uh, to special teams. Will Ross. I, I love guess, Will uh, Ross. Man, Will Ross. Never had kicked in a college game prior to the Old Dominion game. And Stu Holt had not told Coach Pry about that. And Will Ross is 5 for 5 on the year, has made every extra point, made from 46 and 41 on Saturday. The strong kicking has really just we've had we've had so much trust in our kicking room, really just specialists overall for the past at least I mean, as long as we've been doing this podcast this I, I mean no longer I feel like longer I can't even remember the last time that it was like a serious issue of who was punting the ball who was kicking the ball other I mean <laughs> if you really want to talk about that you can talk about the sugar bowl and you know where we had uh I, I believe it was Justin Meyer had to fill in he was the uh kickoff specialist and he had to fill in for uh Cody Jernell as the uh as the kicker but that's beside the point. We have a strong, uh, a strong tradition of good kickers and good punters. Will Ross did a great job on Saturday. Peter Moore wearing Coach Beamer's twenty-five had another monster game. Three punts for an average of forty-seven point seven yards per punt. Excited about the continued growth from Will Ross and Peter Moore. Uh, slight concern, not not even that big of a concern, but something that we need to do better against a team like Wofford. Wofford is usually the, you know, the game that we have our punt returner break loose and take one to the house, you know, whether it's Tavion Robinson or Greg Stroman, you know, against teams like this, we need to have some big punt returns and we still haven't seen that much production, um, you know, from DJ Harvey or from Tucker Holloway or whoever's back there. Now DJ had that one fair catch at the 30 where he had like so much green in front of him to make someone miss and go. I know he did have a one or two solid returns other than that, but um, interested to see how the punt return position is able to contribute moving forward here. I don't know if it's a coverage issue or what it is, but if you look through through three games, we really – and this – it's collective. Like you got to think of the special teams as a unit. We have not set up really one good return. Uh, we're making a lot of punters. We've made three punters in three weeks look pretty damn solid. And it, against Virginia Tech, that can't happen. We make punters look silly. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. Something's not clicking there. Uh, and I think it's coverage. It just seems I, like that ball hangs in the air forever. And I DJ think, has to wave it off. I think something that we have done well, and we are going to do this this year, I feel like we have come close to blocking a punt every game. Every single game where literally like 
a step away from blocking a punt. I wonder if we're more focused on trying to block a punt and sending a couple extra hats than rather blocking. Um, that is me inferring, but it does seem like every game we have two plays where we're, you know, a hair away from blocking a punt. Um, but that's, uh, that's just my 10 cents. I'm not a special <laughs> teams coordinator. Um, out to lunch, Pat. Talk to us about our, uh, our, our premier sponsor for the Out to Lunch segment. We love our friends down at Roots Natural Kitchen. And if you live in Fairfax, Virginia, you might love Roots Natural Kitchen as well. Uh, Roots Natural Kitchen is opening in Fairfax in the next two weeks. That's pretty exciting. We're actually going to talk about the Roots in Blacksburg, Virginia on Price's Fork Road over in that shopping center. Roots is delicious, okay? You go over there, you get a bowl, you get the El Jefe bowl, you get the Balboa with some lime and Tabasco, and it is absolutely incredible food. We are the number one Roots podcast. Roots is a a big-time Sons of Saturday affiliate here. We love our friends at Roots. They help us with tailgates. We have some athletes go in and do uh, 60-second interviews there, and they just have good food. The next time you go to Roots, use promo code BEAT. WVU, so that's this week. Eat WVU, take 20% off of your order at Roots, and that is at any location. So that can be for Newark, Delaware, Chapel Hill, Columbus, State College. They got two in Pittsburgh. And then Blacksburg, Charlottesville, Richmond, and VCU. The Fairfax one's coming soon. But uh, until then, use promo code BEATWVU this week for 20% off your order in the Roots app. Who was out to lunch this week, Billy Ray? Yeah, I hate to do this again. Uh, We complimented the student section on, uh, you know, a fantastic showing this past week, which it absolutely was. Um, And it's annoying because this is probably, you know, a handful of people that do this and it happens at every single sporting event. Um, But it's just dumb. Stop throwing projectiles from the top of the stadium to the bottom of the stadium. There's nothing funny about it. It's not cool. And uh, I got a tweet from uh, from this week sent to me by, I'm looking for it right now, but somebody threw a Tito's glass bottle uh, who struck somebody in uh, section seven or section nine and the person had to end up. It's from Gobble Shots Tailgate. Somebody threw a, threw a, a glass Tito's bottle that struck somebody in the head and they had to be taken out of the game. Um, is there anything worse than paying to go to an event and some uh, cover your kids' ears asshole throws something from the top of the stands and you have to leave, you have to get stitches, you have to get everything else? Like, please don't do that. I mean, we have an awesome stadium. We have an awesome environment. Um, and it takes one experience like that for an opposing fan or a first-time fan person going to a game to be like, wow, I went there and I had an ex- a terrible experience. Don't do that. And if you see somebody else doing it or somebody else thinking about it, police yourselves, okay? We go to a good school. Take care of each other. Don't do that, please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you because you guys show out great, and I don't want to have to leave the Wofford game when you guys were awesome and all filled up the stadium 90 minutes before we have to talk about something like this. Okay? Yeah. So if you and, those people, stop. And this is not this is not an indictment on Virginia Tech students because I know no. some folks were saying that this was a Wofford fan or a Wofford mm-hmm. kid, and I know you know <laughs> I saw that video last year of week one, that, that angry – you know, Carolina fan jumping through and like attacking students. <laughs> yeah. So it's not always us, but no. don't, don't, uh, don't get yourself in a situation where other fans might be throwing things too. Right. Every, just- uh, every fan base has people like that, you know, and we're all sitting there at 66,000 people, police yourselves, you know, don't I'm not condoning violence. I'm, I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning anything. Um, condoning. But, Is that a word? Condoning. Uh, Condoning. <laughs> I'm not condoning violence, but police yourselves, please. My out to lunch of the week is my score prediction for the game. <laughs> I I was feeling a defensive touchdown. I was feeling a special teams touchdown. I was feeling some turnovers. And unfortunately, none of those things happened. But uh, my prediction was 51 to 0. I thought we were going to get the 50 burger. I thought we were going to get the shutout burger. And uh, I went hungry on Saturday night. So my my out to lunch, uh, I thought I was going to be eating burgers at lunch, and I ate nothing. So, um. well, can we can we give a shout out here? Uh, Lily Evans nailed the prediction on the nose. She predicted twenty seven seven and uh, absolutely crushed it. And I also want to give you an applause. 
Because that video is awesome. I love that video. You had, you had Griff Dog and, and the crew out there on the uh, on the uh, on the links. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, so, uh, and again, shout out to Jack Daniels and uh, Breakthrough Beverages for um, for letting us have some fun with that segment. So, Andy, really we love you. Free, we're giving away free merch. That's the segment. Yeah. We're giving away free merch. You guys want some Sons of Saturday sweatshirts, T-shirts, hats? Comment on our score prediction videos every single week. We're trying to do them the day before the game. Um, so jump in on that. Grayson, what is your out to lunch? What was on the menu for you? Uh, well, out to lunch, and it wasn't even lunchtime. 11 a.m. kickoffs are brutal, not only for <laughs> East Coasters, not, not only for East Coasters, but for West Coasters. Oh, my gosh. Getting up at 6.30 yesterday just to start, you know, the process of, I'll put in air quotes, tailgating, if you want to call it that. Look, man, I get there's a lot of football that has to be played on Saturdays in the fall. But even against Wofford, I got to know, whoever signed off on the 11 a.m. kickoff time, you, my friend, or as a collective, were all out to lunch. Uh, I feel like noon should be the low end of the spectrum uh, the, or the early end of the spectrum for the Virginia Tech Hokies. I feel like we've earned that as a brand over these last 30 years. Um, no more 11 a.m. kickoffs. That was rough. <laughs> that I, was- hate to, I hate to cut your legs out here, but uh, in terms of earning the 12 o'clock kickoff, we all went to Texas, who's won national championships, and they played an in-state rival at 11 a.m. in uh, in Austin. Uh, Texas time. Texas time, though. That was well, uh, that's, okay. So I guess that that's Eastern, but it's 11 a.m. where they are. Um, no, I my FBS. opinion on this: if we play an FCS opponent. I love getting it over at eleven. Uh, I, my Hollywood homeboy Grayson and all my West Coast, uh, uh. my West Coast brethrens, like I love you guys, but you did choose to go over there, and That's by true. choosing to go over there, stuff happens a little bit earlier. As an East Coast person, I loved waking up early, having some coffee, hitting the gym, go for a run. The Hokies are on, and then guess what? I get to watch stress-free football. From one one thirty two o'clock until eleven p.m. I was up watching Miami. I was watching uh, Oregon. I a little dip over in Penn State and Auburn. You know, I'm just watching all these things, <laughs> kind of like having a bye week. So if we play one of these FCS schools, I'm happy to get that over at eleven. And, and obviously, none of us were at the game, but it looked like fun. You drive over to Blacksburg, quick, quick, quick day trip. Uh, Weather was nice. Weather was yeah. awesome. Yeah, brunch and uh, brunch and linebackers, dude. Who doesn't want that? I I I like I like for any no ACC games, but for SC, FCS games, I'm in. Pat, you're gonna yeah. have to win here and break the tie. I'm I'm going to uh, to double down on that. You know, West Coasters, you guys get all the championship games played really, really. I guess we get the national championship for basketball and football played on like a Monday night and it starts at like eight 30 Super Bowl. And all of a sudden it's yeah. like midnight and we're going to bed. We got to work tomorrow. You know, you guys are like going to bed at nine 30, 10 o'clock. The game's over. That's great. So I think, I think we can have this as a fair trade-off for the West fair Coast. Compromise. But also I can take that. the FCS take thing. That. Oh, I, I love if it's an FCS game, we're going to pack the stadium, which is one fantastic. And two, Again, the stress-free, the stress-free uh, thing is awesome too. Um, you know, maybe kick off at ten a.m. That's so, a little egregious. Ten o'clock a little egregious. Uh, where do we go from here? Uh, message to all friends. Message to all followers. Message to all listeners. It's very easy to look at the score, look at the game, look at the stats, and be disappointed that we didn't win by more. I get it. I understand. But in the past, we have played these games closer and sometimes even lost them. Sometimes we even lost. And that didn't happen this week. We had a couple of goals this week. Our goal was to get some extra work, stay healthy, clean up some things, and get away with a win. Check, 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 check. We did all of those things. Okay? So at the end of the day, this is a like games like this are a lose-lose situation. Florida almost lost to USF yesterday. Arkansas should have lost to like Missouri State or some weird school like that in the Bobby Petrino redemption game. Um, you just got to get out with a win, work some stuff, get some young guys in there. We accomplished all of those things. Like very respectfully, I'm going to take a note out of my friend Josh Parcell's pocket. Virginia Tech's not really in a position to be saying, well, we should win by 80. All right. No, 
try to win these games, get some extra work. And that's exactly what we did. So where do we go from here? We play West Virginia on a short week. We got our chance to get got a chance to get some guys some extra rest, get some extra work, not put a ton of film out there. And uh, West Virginia, it's gonna be a ton of fun. I'm excited for this game day week, fellas. This is this is uh, this is gonna be a big moment for Coach Pry and company. So, and just to, just a reminder, we are on schedule uh, to perhaps exit the month of September three and one, which uh, which I did say was one of the stretch goals here. So that's where we go from here. Weekend overall. Uh, a net positive, got to let Grant air it out a little bit more, got to see some new wide receivers contribute, and got out of there with a win. And the crowd looked great. I'm, I'm saying it again because it was it was lovely to see. Coach Price 2-0 at home. Let's continue that momentum because we got a game in four days against a bitter rival. Grace. Pat, you said the crowd looks great. We've we've hammered that. I think it's going to look even greater on Thursday night under the lights. Nothing like a Thursday night game in Blacksburg, especially against a bitter rival like West Virginia. It's been a long time. They took that Black Diamond trophy from us last year in bitter, stale fashion. We want it back. Let's go get it. And we got Shane Graham joining the podcast. Woo! West Virginia preview this week, which is very exciting. Someone who is very much enamored by Hokie Nation for his contributions against West Virginia in Morgantown. So that will be super exciting. That'll be uh, going down on Monday night. So we'll hope to have it out on Monday night or Tuesday morning. Uh, So we'll have plenty of time to listen to it before Thursday if you're heading to the game. Game ball. Game ball. It's not homecoming yet, but the game ball this week brought to you by CMG Leasing. Our friends over there. We love our friends uh, at CMG. If you guys are looking for a place to live, 2023 to 2024, so the next year, The Edge is the place for you to check out. The Edge is right across from the Virginia Tech campus. You can walk to class. You can walk downtown. You have a beautiful pool. Utilities are baked in. It's furnished. I mean, really, everything that you could want in a living situation in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's happening at The Edge. They got a gym. It is uh, it is the place to live. Apply today. VTCampusEdge.com. Text VTEdge to 540-202-1638 for more info. What we want you to do is tell them that the Suns sent you. If you are going to sign a lease at the Edge, tell them the Suns sent you. They are the exclusive student, part, uh, student housing partner of Virginia Tech CMG Leasing. Who gets the game ball this week from you, Billy Ray? The game ball for me goes to Chamari Connor. He led the team with uh, four solo tackles, and he was tied for the most tackles in the game. He had a huge hit on special teams, which was awesome. Um, was originally potentially getting pinged with a uh, targeting call. That was reversed through replay. Thank goodness, golly gracious, because we will need him next week. Um, so shout out to Chamari Connor, the leader of the defense. Uh, he had a great game. Offensively, the ball game ball goes to Grant Wells. Yeah, Grant Wells, 26 for 35, 314 yards, two touchdowns, a couple of nice rushes. He's got talent, needs to continue to grow, get chemistry uh, with this large litter of wide receivers. Those are my game balls. Jaden Blue, man, first day – well, I don't want to say first day out, but he had a hell of a football game yesterday. He gets my game ball, four receptions for 61 yards, averaged 15.3 yards per catch and had a touchdown. And uh, all of his receptions weren't necessarily easy ones either. Um, I'm excited to see him develop as a wide receiver for Virginia Tech. Going to give my game ball to Will Ross for his continued efforts, pinging it through the uprights, two field goals, two extra point, two extra points, three extra points, uh, 46 and 41 yards. That guy's he's automatic. So Will Ross gets my game ball this week. Grant Watson had some over-unders for us prior to the Wofford game. Wofford points scored 2.5. Unfortunately, hit the over there. I was pretty bummed about that, I will say. When they scored a touchdown, it definitely was a was a big bummer. Uh, I was bummed. Okay, so that guy number 23, the guy with the, um, the flow coming out, the curly mm-hmm. locks, <laughs> he was good. No, he was fired up. He yeah, was a good football player. Day. He yeah, had a great day. Um, we couldn't really contain that guy. Um, 
looked like he fumbled uh, on that uh, third or fourth down. Did you guys think that was a fumble? I do not recall the play you're talking about, but I'll defer to you. I mean, in my book, fumble, but they they ruled it a uh, they ruled that he was down, so they couldn't look at the uh, the fumble. Virginia Tech total rushing yards two hundred twenty five. The under hit on that, I believe we're in the one seventy area, uh, and one hundred thirty three rushing yards. Not great. Not Virginia great. Tech turnovers forced two and a half. Hit the hard under on that. Zero turnovers in this game. I was pretty surprised by that too. I, there was one forced fumble by C.J. McCray, but that was it, right? I don't recall one at all. Yeah, they recovered that forced fumble. <laughs> Were you uh, watching the game? <laughs> I was watching the game. I didn't, you know, you're, you're asking me for stats. You see the stats. That's what the stat is. There were no turnovers. Were there no turnovers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's what it says. All right, all right. Well, I do recall that we did put out some letters from the lunch pail uh, tweets earlier today, and we did get one letter. From like to chat, he says uh, we could use some spell check on this. Maybe some some grammarly. Um, it looks like honestly, it looks like a sentence I would write. But yeah, what would like to chat say? I love like to chat. Come on, we have <laughs> all caps. We have got to score lower case more all caps points on offense. <laughs> you know that comment slash comments regarding the O is coming with a gif of a guy laughing. I totally agree. Totally agree. We need to score more points. We need to capitalize when we're uh, past the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. Cannot be having three and outs against Wofford. Yeah. That's it from Letters from the Lunch Pail. <laughs> Riveting stuff today from the Letters from the Lunch Pail. <laughs> we, knew, we knew it was going to happen. It was Wofford. We've yeah. had a lot of fun today. We're going to close things out with our Sharkies shout-outs. My shout-out. For this weekend is that it is the hokey effect. This is the first time that we are ever going half and half. So it's not actually striped the stadium, which we've done in the past. In this case, the top half of the stadium will be wearing orange and the bottom half will be wearing maroon. I say Inter- top. interested to see how it works out. Yeah. Very interesting. When I say top, I mean the North half. So if you know, if you're looking at a GPS map, the North end zone is orange. And then the top half of lane stadium is orange. So the south end zone, you guys are wearing maroon. Students, y'all are wearing orange. Section 5, we'll be wearing orange on Thursday. Uh, my other shout I, yeah, I think it'll look cool. I think it's fun to try new things. I'm interested to see what the Hokies wear on the field. See if we have the, uh, the white lids with the white pants. And then subscribe to the newsletter. We are giving away free tickets to the game. That's right. We have four tickets to give away. CMG Leasing is also giving away two or four tickets this week, too. Go to their social media, like their posts, uh, and follow CMG Leasing, and uh, you'll get a chance to win tickets to the West Virginia game. For us, subscribe to our newsletter and repost and comment on our most recent Instagram post. We are also giving away uh, tickets to the West Virginia game. Lastly, for me, subscribe to the YouTube page, Sons of Saturday podcast on YouTube. Help us get to a thousand subscribers. Bada bang. Bada Is that bang. it for everybody? Any other shout outs? Shout out Pat, shout out mom, Grayson, shout out pop. Um, and yeah, looking, looking forward to it. Short week. Short Game week. day pins, Main Street Pharmacy. They'll be available this week. Go get them. Good hit. Good yeah. hit. Go get and the game day it. pins. I think we got 500 for this game. So they'll be down there uh, starting first thing tomorrow. There we go. Mm-hmm. Clear them out. Clear them out. Um, awesome. Thank you everybody for listening. Got some more stuff coming up. We got a, uh, we're looking to lock up our athlete of the week this week. Um, got our preview coming up and lots of Saturday. It's going to be a tight week, a lot of content. Check us out on the website for all the written content to come out. We'll talk to y'all soon. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand by the saw you. Dance like you want to in my head. And all she said is, oh, I know what you're thinking. Please don't go to sweat sick and trash my friend's place. Wake up the next day and do it again. And all that she said is, and all that she said is,